Mindset Podcast is brought to you by Sarah and Kaylee. Join us every Monday and Thursday as we bring the most impactful ideas to shift your mind and provide you with skills and ideas to succeed in any area of your life. Our expertise help individuals to make decisions and achieve personal and professional success by opening the mind to all that you are capable of and empowering you to do it through motivation and inspiration. Hey, hey, hello. How is everyone doing? It's Monday again. (laughs) How are you doing, Sarah? Good. How are you? I'm so good. So, so good. Had a great weekend. Um, Crazy. Summer's coming to an end. It's the somebody posted on Facebook and it made me laugh. Uh, August is the Sunday to September. (laughs) So true, right? That was such a good one. It is a good one. Yeah, falls good. Lattes and hot oatmeal in the morning. Like, fall is my favorite. I love fall too. Like, just the smell of the air when the Mm -hmm. the trees are changing. And you can smell like the bonfires and like just waking up with the windows open and it's like crisp. I just love it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Canning season. So you're canning all your apples and everything that are on the tree. Yes. I love it too. Yeah, absolutely. Fall has its own vibe. (laughs) I totally love it. Yeah. So uh, today we are talking about what really matters in the end. Yeah. Such a good topic. So... I'm reading the breaking breaking the habit of being yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you haven't read it, highly recommend going out and getting it. It is absolutely incredible. We really need to get off this autopilot that we are living on. We are seriously stuck on the conveyor belt of getting up, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different changes, like expecting your dreams to just come true by thought alone. Now, yes, thought creates your environment, but you have to have the belief and then you have to be in action. Okay. Because without the action, it just, it's just daydreaming. Right. And we've been studying this, Kaylee. We've been studying this for a year and a half. We completely understand this. And I've been scrolling through TikTok and I follow this person who does, uh, they clean the headstones in the, in the graveyards, like the vintage headstones that are like full of moss and they're green and they're very, hard to read. And he was, he was reading one back from like, it was like the early 1800s. And he said, this person, when he was dying, he didn't care about his bills. He didn't care about what was owed. He didn't care about, you know, all that stuff that we care about every single day, like what we look like, what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat today. You know, he was thinking about what he didn't do, what he left, what he left behind, right? Regret is the scariest thing. And And they've done studies on it. It's not something that I'm pulling out of my ass. They actually do studies. Joe Dispenza talked about where they went into one of the universities, went into people who were dying and they asked them, you know, what, what are your regrets? And it's not the things that they did. It's the things that they didn't do. Mm-hmm. Right? Taking risk, taking chance. Absolutely. And I can even like, even right now in your life, you can probably look back and think, you know, there were certain things that came up that you didn't take the opportunity to do and you didn't jump and do it. And you probably already at the age you are now think, what if I did do that? Yep. Right. Because every opportunity that we take, every opportunity that we jump in and do, it completely can change your life. 
right? And I and my husband and I talk about this all the time. And it's like, if we didn't make a certain decision to do, like simple, go to go to the same high school together, I never would have met him, right? It's all the all the decisions we make in life and all the risks that we take and all the things that we jump in without knowing the outcome and just do it because it feels good and our intuitions like just do it you're not going to regret it and you just do it it can completely change your life and that's so true sarah like when you when you're thinking about the end what honestly really matters what does your life look like what is it going to look like what are you going to create for it so joe talks about here um, if you guys have read the book it's page 159 the gap what really matters in the end if you need the environment in order to remember who you are as a somebody what happens when you die and the environment rolls up and disappears right because wake up people that's where we all end up we all end up in the exact same place six feet under or on somebody's mantle Right? Mm -hmm. Just your body, though. It's not where you end up. It's where your body ends up. Right? So, do you know what happens when you die, Kaylee? Your identity yeah. goes with it. Yeah. Right? So, that personality, your image, the one that was afraid to do things, the one that needed to be the top, you know, your ego, it all goes with your body when you die. Yeah. So, if we all know that we're going to end up in the same place anyways, why is it so hard for some people to take risks and others not to? I feel like some people haven't, I don't know how to say this. I feel like some people haven't maybe had a full awareness yet of fear and facing it. Yeah. So I've been, I've been thinking a lot about what makes me successful and where I came from. And, you know, I look back on my family and I look back on, you know, I have some family members who passed and the, the life that they lived. And I look back on my dad and the life that he lived. And I look back on, you know, since I've been working literally since I was nine years old, I started cooking for myself and I had to do my own laundry and stuff. And I had to grow up really fast. And I've always worked two to three jobs. I don't think there was a time. Okay. No, that's a lie. There was eight months where I didn't work. There was eight months where I got fired. Best thing that ever happened to me from a job that I really didn't even like anyways. And, um, I went on assistant for eight months, but don't get me wrong. I looked for jobs. I looked for jobs in that eight months, but I, was looking for something that I wanted to do, not something that I had to do to pay the bills. And I got offered a position, which was in downtown Toronto. So I'm looking at a commute of two hours, right? Not making that much money. And I'm like, is this what I want to do? So I gave it up and I still collected my social assistance and I had the best summer, I had the best summer of my life. And then I landed the dream, for those of you who are just listening, I'm doing air quotes, dream job uh, working for the government. And I still work two jobs. I worked the government job and I worked a job in insurance because I was told that the more you work, the more wealth you're going to create. Well, if that's not a load of bullshit, because I worked my ass off and I still couldn't get out of debt. I still had to consolidate my debt to get out of debt. And then I ended up in more debt because I didn't know I wasn't, I didn't learn how to earn money. I had no idea about money. And didn't you have a network marketing job too? I had a network marketing job. Yep. So you had three incomes, right? Three incomes, buying all the product, right? So you're buying the product to show them that you're using it. 
And if you actually were to do the math, after I did the math, I wasn't really making any money because I was buying the product. Yeah. Until, Crazy. I, until I learned how to actually earn money and what social networking and, and social media marketing can do for me, that's when everything changed for me. And I have to tell you, Sarah, you're absolutely amazing with what you do online. Like your mm -hmm. social networking skills and all the things you know about sales is like literally game changer for anyone who wants information on how to do that. Because just learning from you this past year, Sarah, I was in network marketing too. Like, you know, doing the things that your upline teaches you to do or whatever, you know, everyone in network marketing knows you get taught, but it's completely different hearing it from you because it's what you're passionate about. It was, it's what drives you. It's what you love to do. Yeah. It's completely different with learning like the mindset this past year, this past year and a half, and then learning the strategy that you're so good at and putting them together. That makes it like, wow, it doesn't have to take all of the time in the world. And secondly, it's not hard. It doesn't have to be hard when that's what like the mindset around it is, right? Everyone that gets into network marketing gets like all excited thinking, I'll tell my friends and my family and da da da, da and they go on and everyone hears you coming a mile away and they're like, I don't want to buy that. No, thank you. Yeah. Right. And you completely, it's not like that at all. Like you taught me so much about network marketing and building the relationships and how to get a hold of people and how to make conversation. And biggest thing I think I've learned is human first. Yep. Always human first. And besides all of this anyways, and going back to what we're talking about and what really matters in the end is like risk taking is, is a big part of everybody's life, right? Everything yeah. we do in life is a risk because we never know what's going to happen after we make the decision. But yeah. there's small risks and there's big risks. Like the smaller risks, that this is all mindset too and how you perceive it. But a smaller risk is something that probably you've done before. So you kind of can expect what the outcome is, but it's in a different situation or something. Say that. Um, but a big risk, like something that can change your life. Why is it that so many people think about it and then back off from it and don't do it? So there's no such thing as big or small, right? It's however yeah. you however you perceive it. So like marriage, right? Some people, it's a big deal. Some people, it's not. Some people, it's small, right? But you get married without thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to marry this person? It's going to end up in divorce. You don't think that on your wedding day, right? Yeah. Or you don't think that, you know, you'll have babies, which is a huge risk, right? You don't, but you don't think of that. You don't think that you're going to have babies and they're not going to end up being serial killers. You think serial killers, parents thought that, hey, I'm going to have this baby and they're going to be serial killers. Of course not, right? But you don't think that going into it. You don't buy a house with no fears, doubts, worries that you're not going to be able to pay your mortgage. 30 years of mortgage payments, you have no fears, no doubts, no worries, right? That's a big risk. That's a big purchase, right? Yeah. So why is it when you want to purchase something like a personal development course or, or a mentor or somebody who can change your life and they tell you the price and you're like, nope, it's not happening. Right. And looking at a personal development course and a coach compared to the other three things you just said, 
Like, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just the smallest risk ever with the <laughs> biggest return on investment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, best thing that I ever did, like best thing that I ever did was get into personal development and purchase this course. It was a risk that I had to take. And Donnie and I were just chatting a couple of days ago. And, um, you know, we got big plans. And the reason why I'm so successful is because I take risks. Because what's the worst that can happen? I've already been in debt. I know what it's like to consolidate my debt. Right? The, the worst thing that can happen would be death. But I wake up every day, thankful. And I brush my teeth apparently with rat poison. I didn't even know that toothpaste had rat poison in it. And I brush my teeth with it every day. <laughs> no shit, eh? Yeah. And everybody's wow. like freaking out about other things. I'm like, you literally brush your teeth every day and a little bit goes into your bloodstream every single day. But you have no worries and you keep teaching your children to brush your teeth. <laughs> I was reading the back of it. I don't know why I was reading back of the toothpaste, but I'm like, holy shit. If I swallow this, you have to call the poison control. Did you know that? I'm like, why are we brushing our teeth with this? Whose idea was this? What kind of toothpaste do you use? Colgate. Colgate, well, me too. Yeah, read oh the back God. of it. That's yeah. crazy. I know, but it's but so it's true, Sarah. And like you, before you even got into, you know, this course in hiring a coach, like for you, for you listening, Sarah is a personal development junkie. Oh, like yeah. every book, so many courses. Yeah. And like when she tells you that this course in hiring a mentor changed her life. I mean, look at her. Go follow her on, on social media. You can that's see it awesome. right before your eyes. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Like we live as if we have all the time in the world, but we really don't. Time is our most valuable asset. And it's something that we waste every single day, chasing wealth, chasing freedom, chasing enough money to pay the bills, trading your time, your valuable time, working in a job that's most likely killing your body just so you can make money. And at the end, when you're on that deathbed, is that even going to matter? Mm -hmm. Are you going to have enough to leave for your kids? Right. It's really like, it seems <laughs> kind of seems sad to think about. Right. But like thinking about my past I can see exactly where, like, oh, this is how everybody is. Looking back, you can see exactly how it would go. But looking forward, it's hard to see that, right? Because you're not, you haven't been there. But when you look back, you've been there. You can see how it would have went if you didn't make a decision to change your life where you would be. So looking back at my life and the decisions I made to change the course of my life, I can see what would happen now if I didn't change it. But because I took a big risk at the time, I thought it was big. Now, looking back, I'm like, that was the smallest risk to take to change my life. Yep. And now, because I know what happened on the other side of that fear I faced and the risks that I took, my entire life, just as yours is, is in your hands. Like, it's yep. literally in your hands to create. That's how simple it is. But here's the thing. Everybody daydreams every single day. What if I win the lottery? What if I win the lottery? What if I got this amount of money? What if I got this amount of money? Right? But then what you're doing is you're just imagining what if. But what if you were to actually put the emotion behind it 
the happiness and the gratitude as if you already had it. And I know a lot of people are like, well, I can't see it and I have to see it. You know, the saying is uh, believing is seeing or seeing is believing, believing is seeing, you know, from the Santa Claus. Um, one of those lines, it, you, you have to believe it first and then you'll see it. And you have to become happy before the abundance shows up. And I know it sounds woo-woo and I know it sounds magic, but look at your current reality. Are you happy right now? Probably most likely not. You might be like 60% happy. A lot of people say they're happy, but it's just a bunch of bullshit that they tell themselves. But are you truly happy? Like every single morning when you wake up, are you living the life that you want to live? Are you feeling gratitude? Are you like Mother Teresa happy every single day? Right? Mm -hmm. Are you giving forward first? Because once you feel that gratitude as if you're already living in it, then it's going to happen. But if you're continuing with your current results and you're looking at your bank statement, you're looking at your bills and you're trying to figure out how much daycare is going to cost and you're trying to budget gas and groceries this month because groceries has gone up skyrocketed in the last year and a half. You're trying to budget, you know, transportation versus car insurance. That's not living in the abundance. That's living in the now. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you might say, well, like, how do you, how do you live in abundance if that's what you're facing? It's just always being in the thought of where you're going, right? Because we still, we're still here doing the things now, but the reason we're, we move towards the things we're getting in life is because of the thoughts we're having. Exactly. So Let's do a little experiment. We always become happy when we get the thing, right? Yeah. So take Christmas, for instance. Christmas morning, the entire family is ecstatic, right? Maybe not mom and dad because they're tired from being up all night wrapping presents. The kids wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and you have to tell them a million times to go back to bed until 5, right? But when they when you're all up together and you're excited and they're they're opening their gifts, Everybody's so excited because they got the thing that they wanted. They put it on their list and they got the thing that they wanted because they knew if they got that thing, it would make them happy. Well, what happens on January 1st? All that's gone and you're back to the way it was, right? The thing is gone. The excitement's gone. The pleasure is gone. So the point of true happiness is has nothing to do with, with the thing. It has nothing to do with the the pleasure it's the good feeling that you get so can you be in that good feeling because if you're in that good feeling it moves you further towards joy and when you're in a state of joy and you're in a state of happiness you're in a state of bliss that's when abundance comes through that's when you find the riches that's when you get the job that you want that's when you get the house that you want but you have to be in it before you get it yeah. And you know what? I can I can firsthand say I have, you know, a couple of people in my life that are just that way. They they chase the happiness and they chase the thing, right? You know, you want a new car. You're so excited, you go, you get a new car. As soon as you get a new car, that's old. I want something new. So you chase something else to get until you're happy. Then you're happy that you got that. And then, you know, you're you're, you're always chasing for your happiness. Yeah. Happiness comes from within. And 
If you don't meditate and you don't visualize, you need to, because that's what changed my entire life aside from hiring a mentor and a coach. And I learned all of this by taking the risk to do that. And when Sarah was just talking about having the feeling and the emotion of happiness, it's like, right, it's your body's, it's almost like your body it's like an addiction to your body because when you have that emotion and that feeling, your body picks up on it and you can feel everything rising within you. You're smiling, your eyes are sparkling, you have the feeling of happiness, you want to get up and move. Like it just, it's a whole feeling, right? So your body's taking the emotion and putting the action in with it. Now, when you're doing your visualization and you're meditating, and you're thinking about the things that you want, yes, you're going to feel that. You're going to attach the excitement and the emotion to it. And it doesn't always have to be happy. Like I've woken up from visualizations where I'm crying, but I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm still happy. I'm crying, but it's so vivid and so visual in my meditation that like, it's, it's crazy. I'm probably confusing you listening. But, like, your body is here, but you when you're visualizing and you're meditating, you kind of, like, leave. Yeah, because you're not your body, right? You're just a soul living in a body. Yeah. You're not a body with a soul. So, I love how you said about addiction, though, because we do become addicted to sorrow. We become addicted to living the life that we become addicted to being the victim, right? Yeah. So, I was I played that card. I became really good at being the victim, but I was also an addict because I was always chasing that high because the first time you do that first line, you never get that back. So you're always chasing it. You never get your first time back. You're always chasing it. And I became 20 years. I was an addict for 20 years. I can't even believe that this Christmas Eve, it'll be six years that I've been sober. Like I can't even believe that. Like that's a long time to chase that addiction. But then I got it became the victim of woe is me. I was the girl with no mom and the girl with the sick dad and the girl with no job and the girl with the depression and the eating disorder and and being overweight and the anxiety and woe is me and people would say, "Oh, don't worry, it'll be okay. Just take these antidepressants, it'll be okay. Just take these meds, it'll be okay." So, I was just trading one addiction for another. And it wasn't until I looked beyond all of that. And like I said, I've been reading personal development. I've been utilizing it, but it wasn't until I started studying myself, studying me, who was, who was, who was Sarah? I'm not my name, not my body, not this personality. Who am I deep in my core? That's when everything changed for me. Mm -hmm. And yet most people, and I was one of them. We only change when we're faced with like crisis, trauma, or a diagnosis, right? Yeah. So when I first lost 80 pounds, my doctor said, if I don't lose weight, I was going to end up with diabetes, right? So that was my diagnosis. When I was doing drugs and I was looking around, I diagnosed myself. I said, Sarah, if you keep going this way, you're going to end up with no job, no money, an orphan. Like it, it was scary. It was scary what I was visualizing. I was visualizing homelessness. Like I was visualizing, you know, dying at a young age. I was visualizing the worst things ever. 
So I know how to use my imagination for the worst, but you can use your imagination for the good. And when I started visualizing millions of dollars and helping people and helping addicts, like I have this desire to help addicts. So if you're listening and you're an addict and you need some help, please reach out to me, info at sarahisterbook.com. I would love to share my journey with you. Uh, I want to help all of them because it's a choice. What you're doing is a choice and you can change it. And, you know, I did it completely free. There was no, no rehab, no AA, nothing. I fully just did it on my own because it's a thought that you're just having every single day. And you change that thought, you change the emotion, you change the outcome. And now I think of, you know, paradise and money and being successful and changing lives. Mm-hmm. And look at, look at the difference in thought, right? Oh yeah. Right. And that's just right there, Sarah, your story is proof that you can create your reality through thought, right? So you used to think of the negatives, like you just said, you know what it is to have a negative imagination and you had that life. So you switched it and you're, once again, you're in control, switched it, thinking about the things you wanted on the other end of the scale, happiness and money and wealth and success, look at where you are, right? That's is, that's how it, that's exactly how it works. Yeah, exactly how it works. So who are you now? Like study yourself, ask yourself the hard questions. And who do you want to be? Write it down. We are big, big, big on pen to paper, write it down. Who are you right now? And then create the who you want to be. Exactly. And just move into it. Step into it. Yep. Pick one thing and work on it. And and put put the action in, right? Yes, you can think about it. You can always just think about it and daydream, but you have to put the action in. So just take one thing that you wrote down that you want to be better at and try every single day to be 1% better and step into it. I love That's it. as simple as it is. So Joe says here, uh, page 165, at those critical moments when you've really, really grown tired of being beaten down by circumstances, we'll say, this can't go on. I don't care what it takes or how I feel. I don't care how long it takes. No matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to change it. I have to. That was me. It was Christmas Eve, and I was sitting around with a whole bunch of New Year's Christmas Eve, and I was sitting around with a whole bunch of people, and I was looking around, and I'm like, do I want to be like this for the rest of my life? I'm in my 30s. Like, I got a long time to go. Do I really want to be like this? Do I want to end up on disability? Do I want to end up on social assistance? Do I want to be living in a bachelor apartment in a terrible part of the neighborhood? Because that's where I'm heading. And then so I made that decision. I made that decision that I can change in that state of pain and suffering to joy and inspiration. Mm -hmm. And you did. That's that's how it happens, right? It's it's answering the tough questions and getting real with yourself. Yeah. You can do hard things. You can do hard things. Life is not supposed to be easy. Be grateful that you're not a caveman and you're trying to hunt for your food and shelter and clothes and warmth. Yeah. Right? You have everything at your fingertips. If you are listening on an iPhone right now or an Android, if you're on a computer watching us right now, Get the fuck off this podcast. Go to YouTube and learn something. Learn something that's going to make you money. You do not need an education anymore. Everything you have is at your fingertips. Go do something. And if you decide not to, that's a choice that you're making. 
and you're playing the victim because you're addicted to this life of suffering. And that is a choice that you are choosing. Nobody else, not the government, not your environment, not your mother-in-law, not your brother, not your cat, not your dog. It's you. You are choosing that every second of the day. Absolutely. And I think that's a great place to end it. <laughs> it's so true. It really, really is. I mean, rewind that and listen to it because the more you listen to that and the more you tell yourself that it can't work, it won't work. You're just making the excuses. You're just happy with where you are, but you're really not happy. Just you feel happy because you're comfortable, but you're really not even comfortable and you hate your life because you're just doing the same thing every day, dreaming and wishing for more. And you have to change, change it somewhere. Right. And that's all with it safely to the end and die safely in your bed at a ripe old age. Yep. Sad. Really is. Yeah. I've seen it happen so many times. It's very sad to watch too. It is. So the choice is yours. The world is yours. This world is yours. Go do something with it that you love to do that makes you vibrating. You're so happy. And Live the the life of your dreams. The bills will be there when you're gone. The laundry will still be there when you're gone. The dishes in the sink will be there when you're gone. The job will hire somebody else out the moment you are gone. Right? So true. Go do something. Try. What's the worst that can happen? Absolutely. What's that, Sarah? Yeah, try again. Yeah. Well, it was a great episode today. That one went longer longer than normal, eh? Um, Have a great week. We will chat with you guys on Thursday. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. Join us for our next episode with more exciting and mind-blowing information you won't want to miss. You can also visit our Facebook group, Mindset Theory, for more valuable information in mindset and strategy.